0: Leaning Toward Wisdom, the podcast. (music) Greetings and welcome inside the All Studio. My name is Randy Cantrell. I am your host here. Sounds like I'm congested. It's because I'm recording this the downhill side of COVID and it has morphed, it has morphed more times than a tadpole. Hey, let's talk about be a Buffalo. This is an episode that I originally published these ideas on April the 25th, 2016. Now you can't find that episode now. I took it down. But we're going to revisit the subject of being a Buffalo. Thanks for clicking play. Hope all is well with you. At the time that I first recorded it, uh, the story was gaining a little bit of popularity. And I say that only because I had encountered it and it really had been one of the few times that I had ever heard about it as an adult, because I heard about it when I was a young man, I'm clearly not a young man anymore. And until I recorded an episode back in 2016, I had never taken the time to check out, to see if the thing was even true or not. turns out it is. Uh, Maybe I heard it because I was born in Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a state with quite a bit of Native American history and heritage and culture. And as a boy, I remember being fascinated whenever I would find an arrowhead. It was really exciting. Still exciting stuff. I haven't found one in forever. The story likely came from that Indian culture that I was around as a kid. I can't be sure. And it really doesn't matter. Because Oklahoma is also smack dab in the middle of tornado alley and thunderstorms, they are a way of life in Oklahoma and north central Texas, where I currently reside. The illustration is powerful though, and it's always been powerful and it deals with Buffalo and thunderstorms. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar and don't know, thunderstorms travel from west to east. Uh, Whenever the dark clouds start rolling in over the horizon, it signifies there's a coming storm. And out in the fields are cattle and buffalo. And they both react, but very differently. The cattle run east. They run away from the storm. The buffalo, they run west. They run directly Into the path of the storm. And so it begs the question, which animal is in the storm the longest? Well, the answer is the cattle because they are traveling with the storm. And the moral of the story is to behave more like Buffalo to lean into your problems, run into the storm, the big, 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 big lesson is don't hide, fight, fight. We all have to endure storms and it, uh, it's up to us how long we will endure the storm before we get through the storm. We can be like a cow. We can run away from it. We can hide. And it only means that we're going to be in the storm longer or we can be a Buffalo. And we can head directly into the storm. We can face our storm. We can charge into it knowing that yes, we're going to have some time there, but it's going to be much briefer than if we ran away from it. So it's a great, it's a great tool. It's a great visualization. It's a great, it's a great story. And it happens to be true. Storms are coming. You might be in the middle of one right now. I am. I mean, I, I kind of feel like I'm always in the middle of, of one, but um, as I hit the record button, it's in the latter part of July. By the time you're listening to this, Lord willing, I'll be all better. Um, I didn't see this particular storm coming, and when things like health bef- befall us. There's not much that we can do other than to, you know, endure it. We hope that it's something we can overcome. This is rolling something I'm going to overcome, but I don't know. I don't know what all the storms look like any more than you do. Sometimes we can see the cloud rolling in from what seems like a long ways off. And other times they just, man, they just come up. They just pop up seemingly out of nowhere and sometimes it's just like wave after wave springtime in texas means thunderstorms and possible tornadoes lightning and hail these are kind of ordinary components when when the clouds are, are really dark and under the worst of circumstances are these tornadoes and tornadoes as you well know They don't, they don't offer a whole lot of warning now systems and science and storm chasers have really dramatically improved all of that, but tornadoes just, they're incredibly random to those of us that really don't understand kind of what we're looking at and they happen really quickly. Our storms in life are much different. You know, some are violent, some are threatening others. They just kind of ramble a bit, make a whole lot of noise. They really don't produce a lot of wind or rain or trouble, but we get really vexed about them because they're just so stinking noisy. Some of our problems and our storms, they're predictable. Others, they just come up all of a sudden we're not ready for it. We're caught way off guard and around here in these parts, weather-wise. You just better be prepared. Now, as I record it, you know, we're in triple-digit heat, and it's just one, it's Groundhog Day. These are the dog days of summer. It's just one day after another, after another, after another bad heat. But in the springtime, when thunderstorm season hits, and the sirens sound warning us that there is a tornado sighting, okay, well, we know to go get inside our house, get inside some type of shelter, get to a safe place. There are folks who have safe rooms in this part of the country or storm shelters. No, I don't. We've got an interior closet that I guess we would go to. I kid running and I'm like, you know, if the sirens go off and we have to get in that closet, it's going to take us 10 minutes to get rid of get the stuff out of it so we can, we can even get inside the thing damage in these storms. It depends obviously on the severity of the storm, but it also depends on the preparedness of the people who are enduring it. Now it can take, it can take a, a, it can take a lot of property, not much. You're going to do about that, but lives can be spared. Injury can be, at least stalled by knowing what to do. I mean, come on, when winds are approaching hundred miles an hour or more, you're, you're, you're not likely going to keep the roof on your house, but you can stay safe. And of course, houses can be rebuilt. We can install new roofs. We can repair cars or replace them if we have to. When you know something is coming, you just prepare for the worst then you can survive. Sure. You might be battered. Sure. Your bank account might take a hit. Okay. Yeah. You might even get injured. You might get a little bloody, but people in these parts of the country where I am living, we want to do what we can to survive. And mostly that bears out to be true because it's amazing how some horrific storms can come traveling through places. And very few people, very few people are, are killed or injured. Yes, it happens. And I'm in no way blaming the victims because, well, you know, they should have known better. No, come on. These things are so random and they are so violent. And I guess my point is in this part of the country, we're just, we're familiar with thunderstorms. And so this story of cattle and Buffalo, it's not real foreign to us. The concept of dark clouds rolling in over the horizon. If you live in LA, you don't know what that's like. Now I may be getting ahead of myself as I am wont to do because the storms that happen in our lives. They're not exactly like the storms that happen in nature because you and I both know, sometimes we create our own storms. We make choices. We make some decisions. We take some actions that result in thunder and lightning and significant damage. And so come on, the name of the podcast is leaning toward wisdom. It's not leaning toward our own stupidity, even though sometimes we do and overcoming our on stupidity, on overcoming our own foolish, that can be really difficult to do. And yes, of course it depends on the, gr- the degree of your stupidity prowess. Some of us, some of us have extraordinary world-class skills at stupidity, uh, brought about by years of experience, you know, and just doing one stupid thing after another. And for some of us jumping off of that stupidity merry-go-round, it can be a really hard thing. I know, I know I've had my struggles with it. Maybe you have as well. Life has options. Life always has options. Now we may not like the options and the options may, okay, well that, that ain't a good option. And this other option, well, that's even worse, but still options. I'm a big fan of options because I like freedom. And freedom for me, very simply is the ability to choose. When you don't have the ability of choice, you don't have freedom. Yeah. You, know, you, you can walk through the aisle of your local piggly wiggly. No, we don't have those. I wish we did, but in deep South, you have them. You can walk through the aisle of a piggly wiggly supermarket and you can clearly understand freedom. We no longer have the freedom to dig the pig. I was used to be their motto. I don't know if it still is. Piggly Wiggly. Dig the pig. Um, well, no wonder I don't feel free. I don't have a Piggly Wiggly. Um, go to your local grocery store and pick something that doesn't matter what it is. Pick any category of food item. It could be jam and jelly. It could be cookies. It could be cereal. It could be crackers. It could be bread. It could be mustard. It could be ketchup. It could be anything. Now, just go find that. Find that category, whatever it is, and just stand in front of that category and count the different varieties that you have the option to purchase. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, you're likely going to encounter dozens, perhaps dozens and dozens and dozens from which to choose. That's freedom. It's freedom. You have a choice to make. Pick whichever one you want. Make a choice to not pick one. And you can look at this selection. You can say, listen, I am not about to pay 10 bucks for some little jar of mustard. Because you could do that. It's your choice. You could also tell yourself, you know, I can't afford $10 mustard. And again, you can choose to eat $10 mustard if you care more about mustard. I mean, you could sacrifice, I don't know. You got a drink in your hands right now? What would you pay for that drink? I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's coffee or soda or flavored water or not flavored water or something stronger. That Venti Starbucks, I don't, I have no idea. I don't drink coffee. I don't go to Starbucks, but I don't know what a Venti Starbucks, I don't even know what Venti is. It's a big, it's a big size, isn't it? Got to be over five bucks, doesn't it? Here's a one-time beverage. The jar of mustard. I don't know. Even if it's a $10 jar of mustard, high-end mustard, how long is it going to last you? A month? So don't tell me you can't afford $10 mustard because you could afford it if you cared more about it. Now, it's okay that you don't care. It's okay that you, I don't care about $10 mustard. I don't like mustard enough to invest $10 in mustard. That's perfectly okay. Again, we're talking about the freedom to decide. It's the choice the choice, and you can make the choice you want to make coffee might be worth more to you than mustard me. Oh, I care way more about mustard than I do coffee. Cause I don't drink coffee, my choice, my freedom, your choice, your freedom. Now I don't care about mustard enough to buy $10 mustard, but I care about it more than coffee doesn't mean I'm crazy for mustard. Well, I don't know. I'm kind of crazy for mustard. Tell you what I'm crazy for. I'm kind of crazy for Nella wafers, but I can be also crazy for fig newtons. Hadn't had either one in a long time, by the way. Yes. Yes. You can eat those generic vanilla wafers. You can eat those generic fig newtons. Not the same, not the same Nella wafers who makes those Nabisco. I don't know. They're worth the extra money to me than the generic, you know, I mean, if I'm going to eat vanilla wafers, I'm going to eat Nello wafers. <laughs> That's, there's freedom. So we've all got these choices to make. And we've got these choices to make when it comes to the storms in our life as well. Now, for the sake of our little story, the buffalo and the cattle and the thunderstorms, we've got two choices. We fight or we run. We stand or we hide. Scientists have always told us, you know, that we've got this flee or flight mechanism this thing that protects us well, I, you know for me i just it's called having a brain when we're in danger we react based on our assessment of the situation we we take in this stimulus of whatever this is that's happening to us that we're encountering and we make a decision sometimes in a split second i'm walking down the street somebody comes up behind me they stick what seems to be a gun in my back and they yell give me your money I'm faced with a split second decision. I'm free to run hoping it's not a real gun or maybe hoping they won't pull the trigger or maybe hoping if they do pull the trigger, they'll miss. That's a choice. I could make that choice. Probably wouldn't make that choice, but I could, I could turn around and knock him in the head or I could try. Oh me. I'd likely miss, but I could do that. I could scream like a girl. Sorry, girls. yeah that would as i sit here preparing for it in my head that would likely be my first instinct you know to scream like homer simpson i mean the moment he opened his mouth i think i would automatically go into screaming homer simpson (laughs) that would likely get me killed right there Uh, i could empty my pockets i could i could i could plead i could plead with her not to kill me yeah that's right Mm right Hey, it's my story. I'm free to make my story the way I want to make it. I'm making my robber a girl. Okay. You can make the robber, whoever you want to make the robber. I'm going to make my robber a girl. And maybe my screaming would make her laugh. It might make her leave me alone. I don't know. It could be that my rugged good looks would distract her long enough for me to get that gun away from her. You just, you never know. It could happen. Come on. It's it's my vision. I can, this is freedom we're talking about. You get the point trouble comes and we can give in, we can give up or we can fight back and for today's show, I'm going to boil it down to two very different reactions. We can either run away from the thing that we fear that we dread, or we can, we can hide same thing, or we can face it. We can run into it. We can determine that we're going to get through this as best we can. We're going to make the most of this and we're going to, in the midst of this adversity, in the midst of this seemingly very pessimistic thing, we can try to be optimistic and find an opportunity in the midst of this calamity, in the midst of this challenge, in the midst of this struggle, can there be an opportunity? And the answer is almost always yes. The answer is almost always yes, there is an opportunity. The question is, can you find it? Well, you can be a cow and you won't even look for it. Or you can be a Buffalo and you will. And as usual, uh, there is an irony. I don't know. Is it a paradox? I'm not sure. What's the difference between irony and paradox? Like anybody can know. Here's what I know. I know that Buffalo and cows are about the same size, more or less. They're both from the bovine species and yet. Here, these two creatures are, these mammoth creatures, and they choose very different directions when thunderstorms come. Cows run one way, away. Buffalo run toward it, just the opposite. And maybe I can't know why, but I have an answer. You knew I would. Come on, that's why you click play. Cows get scared and they run away. Fear overcomes the cattle, I would assume. Hence, they run in the opposite direction. They want to hide. And it doesn't work out for them. By running with the storm, they are enduring a lot more time in the storm. Are they stupid? Maybe. Are they more stupid than Buffalo? Okay. Maybe. They think they're doing the right thing. I mean, why else would they do it? Hey, storm's coming up over there. Let's, let's head this other direction. Well, that does seem reasonable. Doesn't it? It does to me. I mean, surely they believe that running from the storm is their ideal option. Else. Why do it, but they're wrong. They're wrong. Maybe they're too busy. (laughs) I'm thinking of those Chick-fil-A cows. Too busy protesting people eating beef, you know, so they're all holding up their signs to eat more chicken Mm -hmm. while the buffalo are being brave. I don't know, for whatever reason, that maybe even the cattle don't understand. They hide. They're cowards. And that cowardly behavior results in far more time in the storm than if they would have just stayed put. Just don't go anywhere. Just plant your hooves right where you are. They could remain in that field with the thunderstorm coming, and they would still be spared time in the storm. But the sky's getting darker, and they get worried, and they're fearful. So they make the wrong choice. It's the worst possible option for the cattle. And like us, maybe they confuse movement with proper action. I don't know. I mean, maybe they're all sitting around grazing and they think, well, you know, I mean, how stupid are we going to look if we just stand here and wait for that thing to blow in? And so maybe rather than feeling foolish, they can feel better about themselves because, well, at least they're doing something. Yes, the wrong thing to do. It's even more wrong than staying put. But I don't know. Maybe they say, to you know, hey, at least we're running. Who can know what they're thinking or saying? We just know this, it does not work out to their best outcome. Buffalo, they could also decide to stay put. And that would make them infinitely wiser than cattle who are running in the same direction as the storm. But the buffalo are not content to stand there either. They are not willing to just stand there, pelted with rain and hail and possible lightning. They are evidently wired enough like cattle to want to get out maybe it's instinctive maybe they've got weather forecasters that are more accurate than the cattle do i don't know they know that getting ahead of the storm is futile it would seem that they know that i mean what are you going to do you going to run and run and run until the storm peter's out well that could be a lot of miles of running you can't know when the storm's going to play out Or how? You can't know how big that storm is, how long that storm's going to last. I'm rather confident that neither the cattle or the buffalo know that. The buffalo seem to know that the storm has a beginning, though. Because back through the dark cloud somewhere is blue sky. So it seems to me that the buffalo understand this storm, we're seeing one side of it. There's another side of it. And they just seem bent. To find it sooner than later and they know if they run hard enough fast enough long enough well eventually the clouds are going to part the sun's going to shine again we just got to get through the other side the interesting thing is both cattle and the buffalo they know something's wrong they may not know exactly what it is i well i don't know maybe they do i mean for all i know they sense barometric pressure better than we do. And they notice when it's dropping, which is what happens when a thunderstorm comes, I, I guess, I don't know. I clearly should have interviewed some cattle and Buffalo in preparation for today's show. It just seemed like way too much work. So I didn't Instead, I just decided to make some assumptions huh, and record those as fact sound familiar. Huh. It's kind of what we do, right? Hey, I'm going with thesis facts. The cattle know something's wrong. They just don't know what. So it seems to me that their recognition may not be all that keen, at least when it comes to thunderstorms. Now, frankly, I don't know if they have any solid recognition skills other than knowing if folks ate more chicken, um, then more of them might survive. You know, who knows? But it does seem futile, really, because where are they going to go? I mean, what are they going to do to survive? You can't make a living wearing a Chick-fil-a sandwich board sign. If you're a cow, well, come to think of it, you know, you're, you're probably not going to make much of a living no matter what you're doing. If you're a cow, I'm not opposed to that. By the way, you will not find me eating fake meat. I can tell you that for a fact. So if you're against it, then well, bully for you. That's that freedom we talked about. So don't impose on mine. You can eat all the soybean, tofu, fake whatever you want to make. You want to, that's fine. Go for it. Just don't make me eat it. Buffalo seem to know what is wrong. By recognizing the event as a thunderstorm, it seems to me that they react with greater wisdom. I mean, it seems clear to me that they, by their behavior, they understand the limited scope of this thing you ever seen a crowd that knows something is wrong but they don't know what and they react poorly when i first did this and i think about this way too often this this is why you really should guard you should guard what you watch what you allow into your brain you really should guard it In 1987, the state treasurer for the state of Pennsylvania, his name was Robert Bud Dwyer. He committed suicide in front of TV crews. This man had been accused of bribery and all kinds of criminal behavior, and he denied it all along. Well, I was in Oklahoma City at the time, and a local TV photographer from a news station came by my office on the day of this event. And announced to me, I had a, I had a TV and a VCR in my office and he pops it in. And he says, you got to see this. I have no idea what he's popped into my VCR. And what I'm watching is I'm seeing Dwyer conduct a press conference where once again, he denies any wrongdoing. And after reading this prepared statement, he grabs a manila envelope. He takes out a pistol and he tells people to get back. And I remember hearing some woman on this videotape screaming at the top of her lungs, he's got a gun, he's got a gun. And it's evident that she is fearful that he is about to kill some people in this room. She does not recognize what is about to happen. You can still find this video online. Don't do it. Well, Dwyer said a few more things. He puts a pistol in his mouth, he pulls the trigger. And TV news... Cameras caught the whole thing. Turns out the primary witness against him later admitted that he lied to get a reduced sentence for his own crimes. Turns out Dwyer may have been innocent after all. I mean, talk about lots and lots of failure of recognition. It was rampant in that story and it's rampant in a lot of stories. Things just aren't always what they seem. Cattle it seems to me are like that woman who ran out of that room. When Dwyer pulled that gun out of that manila envelope, screaming, he's got a gun, he's got a gun. She's convinced he is going to go on this murderous rampage and who could blame her, but she was wrong. He didn't have any intention of hurting anybody other than himself. And I just remember, I, I watched this and I remember thinking. Man, how quickly this happened. I mean, one second he's talking to the crowd and the next second he is laying on the floor dead. Well, Dwyer had choices. Turns out he was pretty calculated in his choice because it turns out that by dying in office, he ensured that his widow got a pension of over a million dollars. Was it his best option? Well, no, not likely. I mean, maybe he could have proven himself innocent, but for some reason, Dwyer made a choice to end his life. I don't think it was Buffalo behavior. In fact, no, it was not Buffalo behavior. The storm of his life, this, I guess, the fear of a pending lengthy trial followed. Perhaps by a lengthy prison sentence was just seen as something that he could not overcome or endure. And so death was the ultimate runaway tactic. Death was the permanent way to hide. So no, absolutely not the wisest choice. Taking one's life is not the wisest choice. I freely admit I have a faith bias. Our life is not ours to take. No human life is ours to take. Proof that I guess that we are all free to choose. And that means we can make a foolish choice if we choose to seeing clearly Seeing as accurately as possible. That's what is necessary. If we're truly going to know what's wrong. Now, keep in mind, knowing that what's wrong doesn't necessarily imply that we know what to do about it or that we know the best thing to do about it. We can know what's wrong and we can still be very unsure of what we ought to do. I've never had COVID before, but I, I have it now. It has been just a bizarre thing. I mean, this thing has, it has been one symptom replaced, not added to, thankfully. One symptom replaced by another, replaced by another, replaced by another, replaced by another. There's only two that have kind of remained, and that is just the profound being tired. And, well, there's three things. And the headache, the epic headache. But there's also been an emotional thing. I I can't really put my finger on it. But I've had a terrible bout of the blues. Super, super terrible. And I'm familiar with the blues because I, I am prone to melancholy. So just because you know what it is doesn't mean that you really know what to do about it. Case in point, my bout with COVID. Today, I'm focused on knowing what's wrong, though, because if I don't know what's wrong, then there's no way I can react to it properly or with wisdom. So it's kind of one of those first things first kind of a deal. You and I both know that a lot of us, our default behavior is just to run, hide. Something comes up. We don't know where it is. Maybe we do know what it is hide we just want to hide we don't want to face anything we just cowardly fear takes over a lot of people do this a lot of us avoid a lot of things because we just don't want to deal with it uh we put our head in the sand we hide from our problems we avoid dealing with it we don't want to talk about it we don't want to think about it we certainly don't want to confront it um i don't know what we're hoping i i think in many cases we're we're profoundly overtaken with some idiotic optimism that it will just go away all on its own almost never does or we just hope things will work out we hope you know up ahead clear skies maybe they're there but hiding and running i I look at it in my own life and it just it always just leads to a more devastating outcome and the other thing is it it also morphs into a habit You know, there's a benefit in pre-thinking something and in making up our minds in advance. There's a benefit in thinking it over. We can each determine which critter is going to typify our behavior, and we can decide that ahead of time. Parents, we raise our kids, and we raise our kids about all kinds of things that we know they're going to be faced with as they get older. We don't wait until they're in the throes of those things before we talk to them, for instance, about, drugs or alcohol or any other bad behavior. We hopefully we head that off. We want them make up your mind, make up your mind that how you're doesn't mean that they'll do it, but it can sure give them a leg up because we all know storms are coming. They're coming for our kids. They're coming for us. They're coming for everybody that we care about. They're coming for our enemies. And I don't know, maybe you're in the middle of one right now. Maybe you've got a doozy of a storm, Hovering over you right now. And you know you're not going to be able to avoid all of them in your life. Maybe you can't avoid the one that you're in right now. Nobody does. Money's not going to prevent storms from coming your way. Good health isn't going to last. Family and friends aren't going to protect you from never experiencing these troubles. They're just part of life and they're coming. Now, There's something really wonderful about all this. It's in these storms that we learn. It's in these storms that we get better. It's in these storms that we're strengthened. We improve. We grow. Funny how that works. Everything's great. Everything's wonderful. Life's going well. Not a lot of growth. Till the trouble comes. And when it comes to time in the storm, the cattle endure a longer experience. But in the moment when they run, you and I both know the cattle are feeling pretty good. We're feeling pretty good about this. We saw that thing coming. We're running away from it. I'm wondering, do the Buffalo, do you think in that moment that they begin to run toward the storm? Do you think that they're a little bit more scared knowing they're fixing to get hit in the face with the storm? Do you think they have moments of dread as they're running into the storm? Let's suppose that's the case. They're facing the storm. Anyway, it's just the price they're willing to pay to get through it. Quicker bravery. Well, bravery's always got a cost and so does cowardice and cowardice is a lot higher price. So the message today, stop hiding, stop running just makes matters worse, prolongs the storm. And I think that's as good a moral for a show as any I could give you. If we decide that we're going to get through whatever storm has come our way and we're going to get through it as quickly as we can, we're going to try to minimize the damage, and yet we're going to get wet, we're going to hear some thunder, we're going to see some lightning, it can't be helped, but there's also an opportunity somewhere in all of this darkness, somewhere in all of this flash of lightning and in all of this horrific thunder that's rumbling, there's lessons. There's growth. There's improvement. And if we can see the storm for what it is, The opportunity for us to exercise wisdom in real time. That is the opportunity to get it right in real time. And a chance for us to learn and grow, and a time for us to prove to ourselves and to everybody that we love that we're a buffalo. You can likely tell that lately I've been a little fixated on trying to find the opportunities. It's hard to do. I know it's hard to do, but you and I both know they're there. Hard to look past the storm, hard to look past the darkness, hard to look past kind of ignored the rumbling of the thunder and the flash of the lightning. And there's no doubt these things can kill you now. I mean, forget the metaphor. They can kill people. So maybe part of it is to have wisdom in assessing the risk and the reward. But come on, you and I both know that the reason why we're here, we're just trying to figure this out. It's all a quest to figure it out. That's what we hope to do. I know this, figuring it out if you're a buffalo seems the way better way to go. And in my life, the habits formed in behaving like a cow versus a Buffalo is way, way different because running and hiding can be habitual behavior. And so can the courage to face the storm, extract from it, whatever positive things you can, and maybe be a leader, not just for your own life, but the other people that are paying attention. As they watch you weather a storm successfully and gain inspiration. And it gives them the opportunity and the ability to just get a leg up because, well, he went through it. Surely I can too. My name is Randy Cantrell. The website is leaningtowardwisdom.com thanks for clicking play greetings and welcome inside the yellow studio